Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah. I need to do it again. Yeah, yeah. From the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I don't need the Ken LaVica Live, Monday edition on ESPN 1063. And uh, before we get to Thurston in Port St. Lucie, the sun is shining like it's really shining, like really, really shining. But I suppose it's good. There's no rain. The sun is shining. So it's baseball time, right? Baseball time. I saw Jeanette had her first hosting gig for the world champion Houston Astros. In-game hosting. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches over the weekend. Stone and I were out there last week. Even before it hit 90, it was hot, man. But you know what I did after the show at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches when the Cardinals and Nationals were playing? You know what I did, Stone? Grabbed a cold pop. Damn right. I walked over there. Grab my beer. Spring training was underway. Enjoy spring training. It's one of the greatest pleasures in life, and it only lasts a few weeks. So get over to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. There is no better spring training stadium in the entire sport than right there in West Palm. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Get your tickets. Home of the Astros, home of the Nationals. The Yankees come through. The Red Sox come through. The Cardinals come through. The Marlins come through. Ballpark at the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. That's Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, you're a GM of a hypothetical football team that resembles the Jets, where you're young and good on both sides of the ball. That said, you have no quarterback. Derek Carr has decided, I'm going to New Orleans. You can trade for Aaron Rodgers. A lot of draft capital you give up, and you got to pay him a lot, but he's a future Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, though, he's also hinged to conspiracy theories. Then there's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson rules when healthy. He is very hard to defend. He is dynamic. You have him around young talent, but non-exclusive franchise tag. You're giving up multiple first-rounders, and you're having to pay him the bag, the Deshaun Watson-esque bag. Then you've got Bryce Young, champion of college football. Heisman Trophy winner, but he's 5'10". He's Stone. He is Stone Labanowitz. Stone Labanowitz, who, because of his height, a Division One team stayed away from him. And then there's Anthony Richardson, who is a freak. He is an Olympian. He should be at the U.S. Olympic Trials. But we don't know if he can throw a football. Are you acquiring Rodgers Jackson, or are... You uh, drafting young Richardson to QB this team. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter's open at KLV1063. In Port St. Lucie, it's Thurston on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Thurston. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, brother. I uh, just want to start off by saying I love the show. I think both of you guys do a tremendous job. But uh, I actually Thank met you, you guys uh, last year at a spring training. One of the hottest spring training games I've been to was uh, <laughs> Marlins and the Cardinals. You guys were doing a live interview over there. Or Marlins-Astros, actually. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Thurston, I remember. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, the answer to the question is easily Lamar Jackson. I don't even think it's close that it's okay. Lamar Jackson. Young dude, and he's dynamic and win- he wins when he – he just wins. Yeah. Garrett Wilson would be the best person he's ever thrown a ball to. Corey Davis might be the best person he's ever thrown a <laughs> ball to. Not Mark, Mark Andrews. Um, but uh, 
yeah, I don't even think it's close. But um, I really wanted to, like a month ago, I listen to your guys' show all the time. A month ago, you guys were talking about uh, fast food burgers, and you had said something about that you get a hankering for a Big Mac, and I think you guys were on some kind of Whopper thing. Yeah. And you left out the, the, you left out the Big Buford, and I just was, I just, I don't know about that, man. I think the Big Buford deserves a little shout, you know? The Big Buford. Where's now, the Big Buford at? Checkers. Oh, Checkers. checkers. Yeah, you're right. Oh. You're right. The Big Buford mm. is, you know what's funny is, like, Thurston, he listens to the show so often that he is unintentionally segueing into things that I eventually wanted to get to as well. The Big Buford, by the way, at Checkers, just real quick, for those of you not uh, not aware, uh, it is the two hamburger patties topped with two slices of melted American cheese, iceberg lettuce, tomato, red onion, dill pickles, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, on a toasted bakery-style bun. Uh, I could get down with the Big Buford, and I, I was not aware because I have not. I've not done checkers often. Thurston, I would say, is checkers a regular a regular stop of yours? Um, it is because of the big Buford. And and now I see. <laughs> I, and now I see that they got the two for six going. Thurston, you you get in on that lately? Yeah, it. Uh, you know, you got to get in on the two for six. The two big Bufords is a lot to put down, but you know, you get the drink flowing, and then after that, you need something to soak it up. So the big Buford's where it's at. I'm telling you, man. I was ignorant to the, the the. I was ignorant checkers, to the big Buford. Open yeah, open dude. Late. Thurston, I've had an epiphany. You've opened my eyes. It's like I went into a dark cave and then came out, and I have clarity. Thank you for uh, for the call, Thurston. Uh, I was not um I was not fully educated on the big Buford. I think your boy, when he's on a uh, on a day to uh, punish himself. That might be the go for me. Yeah, don't act like you don't do cheat days all the time. I'm gonna bring us in some big. I'm gonna bring us into big Bufords. We'll put Thurston (laughs) to the test and see how these things are going because I have not been enticed yet. And also, what a money quote from Thurston that Corey Davis might be the best wide receiver that Lamar Jackson (laughs) has thrown a pass to because he might be right. Who knows? Lamar Jackson. It just it is such a a a. Deep price. Because the thing with Aaron Rodgers is you know you're only going to get him for a couple of years, right? Right. And you can plan ahead for that. Lamar, though, that is that is a a generational commitment. So you have to be sure, 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 sure. Now, yes, you're giving up a lot for Aaron Rodgers as a rental, but the fact remains you know it's basically a rental, a one- or two-year rental, and then you plan after that. Lamar Jackson, that is, hey, this is our dude for the next six, seven years. Right, like this is bringing us into the next generation of the franchise. So you just have to be sure, sure. Now, do with you that. put the New York Jets in the same category as the Dallas Cowboys? And what I mean by that is the go for it and win now. And you can also lump in the Los Angeles Rams. Like, do you put them in that category? Because I think they might be taking all of this time to determine if that's the category they want to be in. Because I don't necessarily know the answer to that. But here's the difference between the Cowboys and the Jets is that, yeah, like the Cowboys every year, though, is win now mode. Right. The, the Cowboys, the Cowboys have not since the early 90s, uh, one in 15, draft Troy Aikman, go get Michael Irvin. Uh, not since then have they been in a rebuild mode. They've had some mediocre teams. They've had underperforming teams. They've had disappointing teams, but they've never blown it up to go chase a quarterback, right? Right. So that's the difference. The Jets have been through several iterations of rebuild, of blow it up, and then let's build it from scratch, and they haven't done it particularly well. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, with Jerry Jones' owner, 
and he's not getting any younger, they will never do that. Ever. So I don't I don't think there's a comparison there because their approaches, while sometimes the results are similar, uh, underwhelming, the approaches are wildly different. Okay, I hear that. Then, yeah, that's what I'm battling with right now because, you know, if the Jets see themselves in that boat, yeah, the answer is Aaron Rodgers here. If you're willing to play the long game, you're bringing in Lamar Jackson. So that's what's really going to decipher which guy they go after or are they going after Anybody they can get their hands on. Like, we don't know what negotiations they have. And, you know, the smartest thing to do is not listen to Jeremy Fowler or any of the guys on TV right now. And it's, just, oh, and it's to listen to us. He got one wrong. Jeremy Fowler got one thing wrong. And now you're going to crush him. You know, let's We relive, never get stuff wrong. Let's relive Jeremy Fowler's failure, uh, failure earlier today. Yes. Uh, get up here on, uh, on ESPN. This was Jeremy Fowler. Uh, this was right before his his. His uh, his teammate at ESPN, his Bristol brethren, Adam Schefter, reported that Derek Carr was going to the Saints. Here is the insider himself, Jeremy Fowler. Well, I'm hearing that the Jets are the leader in the clubhouse as of now for Derek Carr. Saints Uh-oh. and Panthers still involved, but this is mutual in the sense that the coaching staff of the Jets, I know, would be very happy with Derek Carr. Like, this would not be a letdown <clears throat> at all. But everybody is still waiting on Aaron Rodgers. There's no firm clarity as of yet. I have talked to multiple teams, though, in the quarterback market who believe that this is a tough trade to pull off with the Packers if it gets to that point because of the $58 million that he's due in a guarantee in 2023. Teams might have a hard time coming around on that. So it's possible that the Jets are pivoting a little bit at this moment. Uh, well, they ended up pivoting. So at least he gave that qualifier at the end, Stone. Yeah, I guess he did. I guess they didn't pivot. Can, he pivoted. Did Adam Schefter just kind of leave him out to dry there? Like, I'm yeah, don't sh- you think Adam? Like, do you? Do you? That's a great call. At the very least, couldn't Adam Schefter have texted him like, "Hey, dude, I'm hearing that the Saints are in." Uh, Derek Carr's agent is like, "Hey, I think we're going to to the Bayou." Couldn't he have just given it a, a heads up, like before you make an ass of yourself on national television? Well, let me give you some information that might help you. Well, that's not a heads up. That's an alley oop, right? Because then Jeremy Fowler looks like a genius when he calls it out. What you do is you say, "Hey, guys." Hold off on this Derek Carr and trying to, you know, peg where he goes because, you know, there's been a lot of stuff up in the air. You don't give him the alley-oop, but you at least try to save him some light here. And he went up there into the leader in the clubhouse. An hour and a half later, he signs to the Saints, and you look like you have no idea what you're doing and that you don't, you know, they shouldn't pay you all that money. That's all right. We, uh, I, I, I will uh, stand steadfast with Jeremy Fowler that uh, he'll he'll recover nicely as uh, we get through the rest of the offseason. But, the, I mean, here's the thing. The quarterback carousel has begun now. Like, the dominoes have started to, yeah. to, to fall to use every tired cliche I can possibly use in an eight-second span there. Um, now, here's the comparison for me. What if the Big Mac Whopper, like, those two are, are very even, I think, in terms of elite burgers, right? Big Mac Whopper, Big Mac Whopper. I don't know right? if I'm qualified to, to answer that, All but right, well, let's just go with yes. All right, so say they are, they are the... They're the established champions, right? Like, they've been around. Right. They've been in good systems. Uh, Whopper, Big Mac, Whopper, Big Mac. You can interchange either one. Um, the the Big Buford's been sitting there, right? And the Big Buford has a lot of intangibles at Checkers, right? It it, it features a lot of strong assets, uh, girth, uh, meatiness, mm. uh, volume, uh, taste, flavor, the, the flavor, the 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 cold to warm ratio, the crunch to softness ratio. Those things are very important with a big burger, the Big Buford. But you just don't know if it has the stain power. You don't know if it has the brand power. 
power, the proper marketing. It is the Anthony Richardson of burgers right now, right? I wonder what ultimately it takes to get the big Buford up at the top for you to say, all right, I'm taking a big Buford, like Thurston. Thurston's made the conscious decision. I'm going to draft the big Buford over the Big Mac Whopper. I'm going to take the big Buford. I know something that someone else doesn't. Those others being me and you, Stone. Is that an apt comparison of burgers to this quarterback situation with Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson? I think it's very, very apt because you have to look at it from a consumer's perspective. Are you a trust fund baby who's never pulled through the checkers drive through line? Like that is just not in your vocabulary. Uh, you refuse like a Nepo to, baby. Right. Like you refuse to suit that low and all your life you've just gone with the Big Mac and Whopper because Because it's what you know because because Big Burger has been telling you that that's what you need to eat right. over the years. Or are you a guy that now owns a team or is the general manager that's been in the trenches before, that you don't discriminate, you've been around the block. You're like, right. hey, I know what these guys you, with these lower end of stuff, what they have to offer. You appreciate the nuances of the open 24 hours a day checkers drive through window. Right. So now right. you're really looking at, we have to really dumb this down to the owners in their past to determine on who they're going to draft. I think that we're on to something here with the burger uh, analogy. Oh, man. So the big beauty Buford is Anthony Richardson. Uh, you, you, you didn't quite know about him. It's a sick nickname. Yeah, you, you just didn't know. You didn't know. But now that you're sort of seeing the measurables, you're like, holy crap, but will it fill me up, right? Will it fill me up? Will it give me a bad after-eating experience? You just don't know. That's the risk you take. Whereas you have indulged in Big Macs and Whoppers for a good portion of your life. You know Bryce Young. He's won a championship. He came from Alabama. High profile, always out there. Uh, the the, the the standard, he's going to be the comfortable pick, but sometimes maybe the Big Mac Whopper on certain days leaving you a little underwhelmed. Maybe the Big Buford can, can fill some of those holes. You just don't know. You just don't know, Stone. Let me say this about Anthony Richardson, okay? And I know that the numbers were awesome. I know that he was the star of the combine. Uh, everybody's raving about him. And again, could you give the perspective of Vegas odds from uh, what, he was to be the number one quarterback taken to now being the number one quarterback taken in the draft. Yeah, so these numbers are unprecedented. So his odds move, and this is per DraftKings Sportsbook. So originally opened up at plus 20,000, right? Just basically off the board, just listing a number if you wanted to get involved. Now, as of Friday, was plus 650. Now is down to plus 250. So a little over two to one. For this guy to be drafted number one overall. I mean, that is insanity. We've never seen anything like that before. We have never, ever, ever seen anything like that before. It is mind-blowing. And so what you, unfortunately, Stone, are going to have to um, come to the realization is that this guy is going to be real deal early day one, maybe first pick, depending on what the Bears do, quarterback taken. I don't know if I'm able I know to it handle drives that. you crazy, but it, that's how it's going to that's how it's going to be. Let me re- read Jeff Legwold, ESPN senior writer, his write-up of, of of Anthony Richardson's NFL Combine. Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson said he's referred to himself as Cam Jackson because he liked Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson so much. During the quarterback workouts at the NFL Scouting Combine Saturday, Richardson looked every bit as physically imposing as Newton and ran almost like Jackson. At six foot four, two forty four, Richardson set combine records for a quarterback with a vertical jump of 40 and a half inches and a broad jump of 10 feet, 9 inches. It is only attempt at the 40-yard dash. He ran a 4 
4-3. To put that into perspective, Cam Newton, 2011, 6 foot 5, 248, ran a 4-6-40. Future league MVP had a 35-inch vertical, broad jump of 10 feet 6 inches. Jackson, considered one of the fastest players in the league, didn't run a 40-yard dash for any scouts prior to the draft. Kyler Murray also did not run the 40 before the 2019 draft. Anthony Richardson at that height stone and that weight putting up numbers exceeding Cam Newton, exceeding Lamar Jackson, exceeding Kyler Murray. That's incredible. And his stock has skyrocketed, and now it is certainly, it was sort of a laughable, oh, look at that CBS Sports mock draft last week with Anthony Richardson, number one. (laughs) Now, this seems like a reality, right? Like, he could absolutely, both literally, uh, both figuratively and literally, leap over Bryce Young at this point. Um I I will say this. Um, all those numbers are great, and Anthony Richardson is a can't-miss physical specimen, and this would all be great if I knew that he was going to be competing for the United States of America at the Paris Summer Olympics. But what does any of this stuff, the broad jump, the vertical jump, hell, sometimes even the 40, what does any of this stuff have to do with playing quarterback at a successful championship level in the NFL. At the end I'm of having the day. A hard to- I'm having a hard time with it, man, because if he was going to be on USA track and field and going out to Eugene, Oregon in a couple of months to qualify for the Paris Summer Olympics, then I'd say, holy hell, Anthony Richardson, he is going to represent the stars and stripes, the red, white, and blue. I'm going to stand with my hand on my heart. I'm going to sing the national anthem. I'm going to cheer hard as hell for Anthony Richardson. Those things would, would blow my mind if he was an Olympian. But to me, none of those have anything to do with winning a Super Bowl. I mean, there is an endless, endless amount of ways you could go with this, right? Because you know what I haven't heard? This guy needs to play wide receiver, right? I mean, he completed 53% of his passes. Let's not go down that road. I, I know. I'm just saying. So we've neglected to do this, right? That's one thing that we haven't done. Two, we spend, as NFL fans, as media Every time the combine and draft rolls around, we spend a lot of our time putting out tweets, putting out these narratives of let's not waste our time in investing on what these guys do in a t-shirt and shorts. But here we are with Anthony Richardson, just neglecting to talk about what he actually does with the football in his hand in a pair of shoulder pads against another 11 guys. He completed 53% of his passes last year. That's bad. He was garbage when it came to fourth quarter play and converting third downs. Right? We can go down all of his statistics. We don't have to do that because he came into this whole thing. He shouldn't have even been eligible for the draft. He should have never declared. But here we are taking the bait. We spend so much time talking about how not to take the bait when it comes to a guy throwing in t-shirt and shorts. But this is the... Most bite we've ever got on bait before when it comes to the draft because he broke his, or he made history, right? We've never seen a guy 40 and a half inch vertical, 4440, throw the ball the way he did and as deep as he did down the field. But every single other season or every past season, we've talked about we can't put enough stock into these guys throwing in t shirt and shorts. But here we are. Vegas is taking respect to it, NFL GMs are taking respect to it. And I just cannot do that because I think a lot of NFL teams. When it comes draft day, like you said, it's going to be a first or second day guy. I wouldn't be all. No, that he's t- a first. He's a first day, maybe first pick guy. Like we're in the first seven <laughs> oh. minutes. In the first seven minutes, the first seven real time minutes of the first round, Anthony Richardson will be drafted. Yeah, but see, okay, now I want to bring that to a halt because there's going to be three teams who actually have that thought going into this, and the rest of them, I'd like to believe, 
are laughing at this. Why would I draft this guy? We have no need for this guy. And I think he slips a lot farther down than all of us are expecting him to go. But you know I also love Vegas in a lot of these sports books. And this plus 250 number is daunting. Even though it has a lot to do with money coming in on it. right? The amount of bets placed in the money place is what bringing it so low. But still, Ken, this one doesn't make any sense to me. We spend all of our time going against the grain, and here we are buying into all of this stuff. I don't understand where we've come to. We get caught up in numbers. We get caught up in physical performance, and we get caught up in comparisons. If you're a GM and you have the opportunity to get the next Josh Allen, get the next Cam Newton, you're going to jump on it. The thing is, Josh Allen... Uh, he feels like a once-every-quarterback generation type of guy that actually hit. I-, I called him for his first couple of years in the league, and year one was bad, right? Like year one was really, really roller coastery for Josh Allen. I called him uh, the, the best fullback playing quarterback in the NFL until he made me finally eat and gag on those words because he is a, a very, as Tony Romo would say, alien uh, quarterback. Um, and then but, Cam Newton was arguably the greatest college football quarterback ever, like yeah. ever when it comes down to it. Ever. I think that guys of that stature and guy, and Cam Newton, I don't want to hear any comparison to, to Anthony Richardson's arm and Cam Newton's arm. Cam Newton was a superior passer in college to Anthony Richardson. He just was. From his ability to push the ball downfield to his ability to throw semi-accurately, he obviously improved on that as he went through the NFL to his throwing motion it's better than Anthony Richardson so stop that but um, Cam Newton Josh Allen are exceptions to the rule you can't just automatically assume that Anthony Richardson is going to be able to become those guys and that's very dangerous if that is what you're banking on again Anthony Richardson seems like a great Olympian as far as a quarterback is concerned I still have major, major reservations about that. Speaking of reservations, you should reserve your spot in the FAU MBA Sport Management Program if you're looking to get back to school and set yourself up for a path to the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Started in the year 2000 by the late, great Dr. Jim Reardon, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program has spent over two decades as the red carpet into the sports industry, whether it is at the local level, whether it's at the college level, big-time college athletics, the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, or broadcast networks as well. There are FAU NBA sport management grads that have gotten into all of those realms. FAU.edu slash NBA sport. FAU.edu slash NBA sport. Forget knowing somebody. This is the way you get to know somebody get your connections because you're learning modern day sports business your internships are some with the the most influential people in the business the Rolodex of those uh, in the FAU MBA sport management program uh, that are able to to help you find your path because they know the right people that's how you do it not just a chance encounter no the FAU MBA sport management program it is going to prepare you best to get a job in the sports industry take courses on campus or online, summer semester, fall semester, FAU.edu slash MBA sport, FAU.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. Speaking of FAU, I'm Ken Lavica. I'm on the road with the Conference USA champion FAU men's basketball team as we prepare for the conference tournament beginning Thursday in Frisco, Texas. I'm in Dallas right now. Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He is back in West Palm Beach. When we come back, um, John Morant. What is happening there? He's still in the battle. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Stone, get this. Ricky messages, the Big Buford from Checkers is the most underrated burger of all time. Wow. We are getting some big, big Buford love here today. And again, I'm not going to just come off of my... I, I love Whoppers. Everybody has a taste. Some people love Big Macs more. I love Whoppers. I love Whoppers. I've grown up with Whoppers. I'm big on Whopper. And there's a difference between fast food burgers and craft burgers. Those are two separate uh, entities that you judge, right? Um, but I like I had Shake Shack in Dallas last night. And it was fine. It was fine. But I like Whoppers better. But, man, uh, we have some big Buford propaganda coming at us. Yeah, and shouts to us for... You know, people having the faith that we can be the spokesperson for fast food burgers, right? They're putting a lot of stock into our opinion. And for that, man, I've never been more happy in my entire life. You're telling me that I get to go try the Big Buford for the audience and give a rating and a review? I picked the right job. Yeah, I was going to say this too, though. Uh, I can definitely be bought. So if you have a burger and you want to pay me to talk about (laughs) it and eat it, I can be bought. You want to know why? Hashtag capitalism. (laughs) Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I am am really, really stunned at what's happening with John Moran. I don't get that guy. It's gone past like, oh, <laughs> this is just a guy, and uh, you know he likes to strong arm some people. To wait, is um, is this dude gonna crap his career away? I don't, I don't quite understand what's happening with uh, with Ja Moran. Before we we talk about Ja and the fact that now he is uh, he's been sidelined, he's taking a seat because he can't stop acting like a, a complete fool. And maybe we can get some answers into what is actually. Uh, happening there let me tell you about eds air conditioning no uh, uh, or let me tell you about greenway kia west palm beach uh eds air conditioning you know it's super hot eds is yes eds air greenway kia west palm beach though uh greenway kia west palm beach uh there is nothing foolish about going in there and looking for an automobile i did so and i found my beautiful kia k5 gt and with me on the roadstone i missed that car i missed that big beautiful blue specimen my kia k5 gt um and and here's here's why greenway kia is the way to go because at greenway kia west palm beach they have your back they have the credit clinic on site they're looking out for you they don't want your monthly car payments to be a hindrance and alter your life they are going to find a creditor that is going to make things that are going to work into your life into your lifestyle into your financial situation and if you have bad credit that doesn't disqualify you from getting a car. Not every uh, place here that sells cars in uh, South Florida, Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast can say that because many will judge you and say, ah, we're just, we're not for you. No, 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 no. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is for you because they have all of the processes in place to make sure no matter your financial situation, you're getting a dependable Kia, new pre-owned that is going to help you get your family where they need to be you where you need to be keep you safe make sure that you're maximizing gas mileage greenway kia west palm beach greenway kia west palm beach.com check out the selection before you get there easy to get to military trail half mile south of palm beach international airport that's greenway kia west palm beach greenway kia west palm beach.com uh john moran is taking at least two games off because of an incident that occurred over the weekend. And just when you think that things can't get weirder for John Morant, they do. Um, 
this John Morant going to a strip club and he's on Instagram Live and he's flashing a gun, what is that? What What is the purpose of that? What point is he, I guess first things first, what point is he trying to prove? Like this is a guy who's an all-star. This is a guy who is must-watch every time he gets on the floor. This is a guy who already has an incredible story, recruited late because he wasn't a target of Division One college basketball programs, goes on to Murray State, uh, leads his team to greatness, gets taken in the lottery of the NBA draft and is turned into one of the faces of the league, and he feels feels as if he doesn't have enough cred. He's got to start flashing firearms on Instagram Live from a strip club. What What is happening there? I mean, if you're looking for answers, I do not have them. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's thinking. I will tell you, though, that he looked really drunk on Instagram Live. So as far as having control of those actions, yeah, I would imagine he did not have much. Uh, Morant released a statement. Of his own, it reads as follows. This that according he to CBS clearly Sports. didn't write. Yeah, uh, it says, "quote I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being." Here's the problem with that statement for me: is this is the same guy who, according to the Washington Post, off of police reports, um had an incident recently at a mall where his mother got into a confrontation with a, a at a shoe store and his mom called him and asked him for some assistance so what did he do he got a crew of like 12 guys who then made contact with this head of security at this mall one hit him in the head and then, allegedly, John Moran said, oh, we're going to see what time this guy gets off. And the security guard took it as a threat, rightfully so, and called the police. That's how the police got involved. Then there was a pickup game at John Moran's home with a teenager where things got heated. And John Moran put his head on this kid's shoulder. And according to I witness, said, should I do it to him? Should I do it to him? Well, his head's on this kid's shoulder. And then he proceeded to punch this kid 12 or 13 times and have one of his boys come up and deliver four or five additional blows. What is this behavior from John Morant? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. And I, it's almost like he's trying to prove something. And I, I keep hearing, and even around the FAU basketball team, a lot of them are saying, this dude's from the suburbs. This dude's from the suburbs. Like, this isn't him. He's not someone from the streets. But I, I don't have any... Any sort of perspective on that, all right? I, I'm looking at this from a, this man has made it to the top of his profession. This man has endless money. This man has endless opportunity. And instead of taking advantage of that, he's got his boys threatening Indiana Pacers with red lasers that could be construed as that being a target from a firearm. What is that? I think that there's one thing that you know hasn't come up in the media yet that is really going to, for the people out there who are saying, oh, this is going to blow over and this kid's going to learn his lesson. Well, this could get really messy because Ja had his gun in Denver when you think about that video on Instagram Live. So in Denver, yeah. meaning he brought the gun on the team plane. In league policy, I mean, that's 50-plus games you're suspended. So this is where things get really messy because that gun that he had, 
Obviously, he traveled with it, which means he's hopping on this team plane with the firearm in his backpack, in his duffel, his luggage, you know, wherever he carries or whatever he carries. So this is where things get really messy. But I'm with you, right? I don't think that we are the two guys to speak no. on. Like like, well, like Paul Pierce, if, if we well, want to go with here's, what Paul here's, Pierce here's Paul, here's, here's what Paul Pierce tweeted. And leave it to Paul Pierce to have the absolute worst um, uh, point on this situation. <laughs> Paul Pierce, I don't care what you all say about Ja. I carried a gun after I was stabbed. You all don't know what he's going through. Everyone got something to say until you really know what's really going on in someone. Life when you're black and rich, you a target, period. Um, okay, Paul. But that doesn't excuse... Uh, ja Morant wasn't carrying that gun in that moment for protection. What he's doing is showing off that he has it. Drunk on Instagram Live. He's not using it to protect himself and in that isn't spot. that... The job of your security, he's right, trying to, keep to act you like protected. he's in, yeah, and he he's acting. I mean, honestly, from my perspective, he's now living his life like he's in a hip hop video. Like this isn't real life that he's living. I mean, what that's is accurate. he doing? What is he doing? And again, I am coming. The for, uh, let me give you my background before someone gets angry with me. Okay, <laughs> I am I am a a white middle class grew up in a predominantly white and brown middle-class community in the suburbs of Chicago, okay? So these are my observations from that background. So I understand that I'm probably not even close to qualified to make any assumptions about John Morant. But what I see is a guy who, for whatever background he came from, has made it. And he still has so much more to accomplish and fighting teenagers, bringing a, a group of muscle to a mall to hassle a security guard, to now flashing his gun on an Instagram live in a strip club. What is he doing? Like, what am I missing? What am I missing here? What, what are your thoughts on John Morant? And the current state of John Moran. I find him endlessly enjoyable. I find him endlessly entertaining. He is worth the price of admission in a sports realm where that's increasingly diminished. But it's also needless. Does he need to fight the teenager? Does he need to bring a pack of 12 guys to the mall to hassle a poor security guard who's getting paid just over minimum wage? Does he need to be flashing his gun? On social media, Paul Pierce just completely missing the point in a non-shocking turn of events. I'm fine if he carries the gun. He has the Second Amendment American right to do so. But when you're young and you're successful and you're rich, why is that something that you're doing? That's so stupid. It's so absolutely asinine. And to me, it only increases attention on him for those that might want to harm him. It's like he's trying to make himself a target. It's like he's trying to put together this, this organized criminal group. What is that? And I don't think that's him. There was no indication that this was him before he got into the NBA. And now that he's in the NBA, he's trying to prove that he's from the streets. What is the point of that? Last week on Ken Levick Alive, it was Wednesday, and I spent a good hour and a half alongside Theo Dorsey going to bat for Georgia's Jalen Carter, the one who is now 
turned himself in, has been arrested for... His a, role in the, the fatal car accident yes, that took a, place. Yes, allegedly having been street drinking racing. and driving, street racing, yeah. and ultimately it led to one of his buddies, teammates, and another recruiting analyst for the University of Georgia dying. Correct. Actually dying. And now he's arrested and he's going through this. I went to bat because I'm 24 years old and very similar age to Jalen Carter. Talking about everybody in their past has done something along these lines. Like that's why we talk about Stone. How we don't judge. Like if someone gets like a DUI or or gets gets banged for something, um, we don't like to to pile on. As as sometimes uh, we can we can really go in on people. We don't like to pile on and judge because. We like to put ourselves in the spot of what if that was us, right? And you so, never know. You never know. As careful as you are, if it might be you someday, right? So I'm asking for people to have compassion when it comes to your takes on Jalen Carter and just trying to understand the position that he was in and how much regret he has. But in the case of John Morant, he knows what he's doing. He's doing these things competently. Yep. This is so avoidable. It, 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 he, he's doing it to try and he's trying to flex something. Correct. And I don't get it. There's no need to. Nobody says, oh, that John Moran, he's super soft. Like, nobody says that. Nobody wants John Morant of the streets to be what defines him. I, I But again, I'm looking at it from a guy who grew up in a, a white suburban middle class just outside of Chicago. So I don't know. What am I missing? Like, what am I missing about John Morant? How do you defend him? Paul Pierce defended him. I think that's a stupid defense. I think it's asinine. I think it's absolutely absurd. Paul Pierce is an idiot. We already knew that, but Paul Pierce is an idiot. But what am I missing here? What are me and Stone missing here with John Morant? Why is he doing this? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. He's Stone Levano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Wanted to get in one call. We'll talk about this again tomorrow for sure. But John Moran, what am I missing with John Moran? Why is he doing these things? What is happening here? I, I'm, I'm clearly missing something because I think it's just endlessly stupid. Caleb in Miami at Ken LaVica Live. Hey, Caleb. Hey, what's up, guys? So listen, real, real quickly. I don't see anything wrong with what Josh's doing, right? Here's the thing. He's a young kid. He is enjoying life. And the rest of the league are scared senseless of this kid, right? Because the Memphis Grizzlies are coming. They're coming for everybody. And so anything yeah. that, that that the haters, hey, listen, anything that the haters can, 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 can highlight to make this kid look bad in terms of optics, they're going to do it, right? Caleb, he's beating okay. up security guards at malls, man. Listen, like, was he charged? Was he charged? Was he convicted? <laughs> no, nothing. They did an investigation. Uh, nothing, right? That, that, it's the truth. Nothing Caleb, ever happened. Nothing ever became of that. Caleb, and that so, doesn't mean that something thing, didn't happen. It's the Deshaun Watson argument. Just because someone's not charged doesn't mean that nothing was settled. If you settle with it, if there's money, it, check and see if money exchanged hands between John Moran's side and that security guard, because I'd be willing to bet it did, well, which means something absolutely happened. Caleb, appreciate the call. Stone, I will I will say this. That seemed like uh probably could have done without that. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to get an answer. 
Ugh. Instead, we got the Grizzler coming, and he's living his life. Yeah, and he's this putting others nothing, in danger. This has nothing to do with the Grizzlies. We'll chat about it tomorrow. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. They have a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical, non-surgical treatment skins. you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho today for more info. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, combining its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments in technology, providing advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care offices in Palm Beach County through the Keys. Learn more baptisthealth.net slash ortho. We'll continue this jock conversation. I'm fascinated now. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well done, people. He's Stone the Bandowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.